We've been in a series called Acts of Faith. What was that called? Acts of Faith. And we've just uh, been so excited to see what God has been doing through this series. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 6, verse 47. And we've been saying this, big things happen when we act in faith. That really is true. We've been talking about that in the series. Big things happen when we act in faith before God and in tandem with what God is doing. Mark 6, 47, now when evening came. Can somebody say now? now? The boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Then he, Jesus, saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Now this really grabbed my attention. And would have passed them by. And would have passed them by. And what I want to say before we read any more is, just because you're in a storm and you have a great need, doesn't mean that Jesus is going to come and help you. The verse said he would have passed them by if they would not have done something to get his attention. This is Jesus. This is the Son of God. This is the Master. This is the Sea Walker. This is the Sea Walker we're talking about. And he would have passed them by, but when they saw him, the next verse, he says, walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, your version may say ghost, and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, but immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled, for they had not understood about the loaves because their heart was hardened. Boy, that's a powerful ending to that portion. What I want you to know is something is needed from us if we want God's help. Something is needed from us if we desire God's help in our lives. Um, have you ever gone to the bathroom, and I'm sure you have gone to the bathroom, some of you many times today already, told the first service, you wouldn't believe how much coffee we go through on any given Sunday. I don't know how many gallons. It's amazing. It's just amazing. But um, anyways, uh, many gallons, and then uh, you've gone to the bathroom, you walked up to the sink, and when you ever, you ever got into a sink and found out there's no handles for the faucet? And you're like... What in the world, you know? But you realize quickly that it had a motion sensor. How many of you are with me? We, we don't have those here. We're not that fancy. Plus, we have a daycare preschool, and we don't want the kids playing in it all day. So, you know, or some of you parents as well. But, you know, but you realize you put your hand under it, and then the water kicked in, and it started flowing, right? And it amazed you so much the first time you came to it, you just played in it a lot. How many of you still play in that? You know, you're, wow, ooh, this is neat. This is awesome. But we've come so far in our world that we have motion sensitive, sensors for everything. Really, it's so crazy. You ever been to a place where there's a motion sensor towel distributor? You know, you're in the bathroom, and, you know, all you're supposed to do is just put your hand underneath it, and it's supposed to produce a towel. I was helping a guy a couple nights ago at a public restroom. Was like, he's like, he's trying to find a handle on the side of it. And he was, you know, and I said, no, you just put your hand underneath it. Ooh, it's amazing. <clears throat> also, I was reminded of a commercial that used to play so much when I was a young person. It was called The Clapper. How many of you are with me? Yeah, The Clapper. Oh, man. How many of you still have The Clapper? Do any of you? No, nobody has The Clapper anymore. You know, we live in a new day. But it's amazing. Like, if you wanted something to go off, then you clapped. If you wanted to turn back on, you clapped again. It was motion generated. There was a catchy tune. You can go to YouTube and find it and look at that. But I want to let you know that we serve a God who is sensitive to our motion. 
In the book of James, chapter 4 and verse 8, I want to give you some scripture verses, kind of set the precedent up for this throughout God's word. The book of James, chapter 4 and verse 8, it says, come near to God and he will come near to you, right? That you and I have to come near him and then he will come near us. So as we've been saying through this series, it's a two-part play here. We have a portion in it and so does God. You know, it's not just one-sided here. So if you want to keep the water flowing and in motion in your life, you need to keep moving. If you stop moving, the water stops moving. If we move, God moves. If we do nothing, God does nothing as well. Are you with me today? Right? So even in Exodus chapter 3, God told Moses, turn aside and go see why the bush was burning. He had a decision at that point. Will you turn to the side? In verse 3 of Exodus 3, it says, Moses said, I will now turn aside. And when he did that next verse, it says, God began to speak to him because he is a God that is sensitive to the motions of our life. That he sees what we are doing and what we're not doing as well. This has been our series of acts of faith that we've talked about the last three weeks. And we're going to end this next Sunday. For those of you that are in town, we'd love to have you that we believe that God has called us to act in faith with alignment to his word. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 9 says, the Lord will make you abound in the work of your hands. And then verse 10, if, there's a big if, if you obey the voice of the Lord and keep his commandments and his statutes and love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul, your mind and your strength. That's amazing. God's saying, I am sensitive to the motion of your life, right? Like, how do you respond to me? Like, if you ignore me, I ignore you. Do you know what you will get out of your marriage? Whatever you put into it, right? Do you know what you'll get out of this service today? Whatever you put into this service, you will get out. Amen? It's measurable. That's for sure. God's word shows us that. So if you engage God today, he will engage you. And you only get out of it what you put into it. So if you put everything into it, you can expect everything out of it. And I just want to talk about praise for just a moment, if that's okay. Praising God. Because we can praise a lot of things in life, but we're called to praise God. Amen. We're called to praise the Lord. Many people don't understand why we praise the Lord. I'm saying right here at Abundant Life, many people, you may come in today and say, well, why do those people act like that? You know, why are they doing that? They think it's a noise. They think it's a little too emotional. And they think, wow, they're getting a little carried away. But you know what's amazing? That we are going to get out of it what we put into it. That's why I love this verse in Psalm 76 in verse 1. And it says, in Judah, God is known. And the word Judah means praise. What is he saying? In praise, God is known. Can you say that with me? In praise, God is known. That's one of the many ways that you and I can make God known by simply praising God for who he is. That's why we've come to do that. Amen? And so it's really amazing through worship, through praise, through Judah, I'll be known to others. And it's all through the Psalms. My goodness, when you come to church, Psalm 150, praise the Lord, praise him in the sanctuary. Other parts of Psalms that said, hey, clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God. There is precedence for what we do around here to the Lord. Listen, if you want the water to flow, it's waiting on some motion, right? And somebody needs to activate the motion sensor. That's why we praise the Lord. 
And so we don't do this thing every week so people that will come and just be impressed, we do it because we have a God that is sensitive to the motion of our lives. Right? Amen? So what I'm saying is when you go through the hard time and are mad and you show up at church and you have a pity party and sit on your ash heap, uh-oh, and uh, say, wow, why has this happened to me? Poor me, pity. Or, or, you know, you look at that, that God is calling us to acts of faith today when we come to him and he is activated by our motion and praise and we believe that he's a God that is in control and he is almighty and he is gonna take care of me no matter what, Amen. That's why we praise the Lord. That's why we come, amen? It's the expectation of the good, that God is good. Listen, when Paul and Silas were in jail, they were the only two praising God, but everybody else got free. What? That is, what? what? Are you with me today, church? They were the only two people praising God, and the rest of the people in the jail got free. So listen, if the saints of God get loose, the prisoners get loose. That's how important your praise is today. That's how important your praise is in your car, when you get your praise on, in your house, when you get on. So listen, I want you to know this. You are the official praise leader of your row that you are in. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Because listen, if nobody else in your row wants to praise the Lord, you should take it on personally. Like, hey, well, I'm the official praise leader of this row, and you can all sit here if you want, but I serve a motion-sensitive God, and I need some water to flow down the aisle and touch me. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. People may not see the need. Their hands are back. This shirt, I don't know. No. But if you become the official praise leader of your row, you're like, whether you're going to praise the Lord or not, I'm going to do it. 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 God is waiting on us to do what we're supposed to do. Then God says, I'll do what you can't do. See, he's here to fight the battles for us. He's here to fight battles for us that you and I could never win on our own. But if we'll just begin to praise and open our mouths and give the Lord praise and give him thanks and lift our hands before him and our posture is open to God, it's where he can set people free. So what does that tell me? That means praise is more than just for me when John Miller is praising. It's for everybody else around me and for those that are in our midst that are so bound up that they need freedom so your praise matters. My praise matters to the Lord. That's why we come and praise him amongst the many reasons why. So what does God want us to do? He wants us to turn and try. He wants us to turn and try. Turn and try. Some people don't even turn. Some people don't even try. So when you decided to get up this morning and you came to church, God's motion sensor went off in your life like, hey, you got out of bed whether you felt like it or not, and you showed up to church, and when you came and put everything in, God showed up on your behalf. Amen? And for those that are in bed, well, they got that. They're still there right? You get what you put into it, right? See, because when you do this, when you go and you act upon the word of the Lord, 
Heaven's motion sensor goes off. They're doing something for me. They're going in faith. They're doing as an act of faith before me. And God says, I will show up on their behalf. What stood out to me is Jesus walking on the water. And I know that you've probably heard this preached on, spoken on. You've read this many times. Mark 6 says, Jesus would have passed them by, but when they cried out, Jesus, save us, the motion sensor of Jesus went off. He detected motion and a cry of desperation, and he turned and he said, hey, it is I. Be of good cheer, and he brought them peace. He brought a miracle to their storm. See, storms are transitional opportunities in our life. None of us want to go through the storm. When we see it coming, we're like, oh, man, that freaks me out. I'm talking about spiritual storms here. I'm talking about a spiritual storm. Something happens in your life. But storms are transitional opportunities and moments and possibilities if you and I will allow it to be that in our lives. See, your new place of context will require a different conduct. Because if we're going to go on to the next level of faith and we're going to get to that context, then our conduct has to change to match that to go on to a new level of faith. See, you can't stay where you used to be. You praise the Lord yesterday, that was amazing. Today, it's a new day. It's a new level. It's a new opportunity. It's a new place. It's a new season. God wants us to turn and try. When you get into the storms and battle of life, refuse to allow the enemy to silence you. Don't don't allow him to keep you from making gestures and moves toward God, but that you would cry out to him. What are you going to get out of the service? What you get into it. What you put into it. And do you want to set off God's motion sensor today? See, God has something waiting for us just beyond the level of our faith right now. Right? Just beyond the level of our faith because everybody here has a different level of faith, okay? And I don't know what level of faith you have, but that's between you and God, but everybody's at some level of faith, right? So I don't know the size of your faith. You might have a pint-sized faith. You might have a gallon, a truck-sized faith, but chances are whatever level of faith you have, God has something for you that is waiting just beyond the level you're at in faith right now. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of the Lord. So when we increase our faith, We open up possibilities for God to work in our lives. And I just want to talk about that quickly here before we move into our Heart for the House offering and we celebrate what God has done and what God has yet to do. When God asks you to do something out of the ordinary for him, it's because he wants to do something out of the ordinary for you. I found out in my relationship with God that he wants more than anything is for me to have faith in him and his words for my life. On any given day, I choose whether I want to go deeper in the Lord, whether I choose to want his way. You know, it won't always be convenient or my preference, but it'll always be about me, taking responsibility for me to put me in a position to experience something better, something heaven sent, something out of the ordinary in my life. And the same is for you, right? How we approach him and how we come and we say, God, there's an act of faith. There's an act of faith today. I'm going to do this what God is calling you to do. And it's in that moment that God will then reposition your life and he will do something 
extraordinary in our lives. What I'm saying is be open and ready to act on God's guidance. That he's going to ask you to do something beyond the normal. And what he's doing is he's actually repositioning you for what he has in mind for your life and for your future. And what I want to encourage you in this is God will oftentimes be telling us to do something that is not comfortable or convenient. Like go talk to that person. I need for you in love to say this to them. And it's not comfortable, it's not convenient. I need for you to go and you need to talk to them and I need for you, that person that you've been in the office with for so long that I want you to go and share your story with them now. It's not convenient, it's not comfortable, but God calls us to those places so that he can do something, excuse me, extraordinary. What feels like the end also, remember this may be the beginning. Think of these disciples in the boat. They're terrified. I mean, I try to put myself in that spot so many times and think, I would have been terrified. But you see inside of that that don't let a season of tiredness, weariness, or discouragement cause you to miss out on what God has for you. I think so oftentimes we are guilty of allowing a weariness or fear to determine our action and our behavior before God. There's going to be times in your life when you're going to feel like nothing is working, nothing's going right, you're going to be tempted to quit, even though you know God's telling you to not give up. And that's when you have to settle in your heart that you have a nevertheless spirit inside of you that I'm going to do this because, God, you've told me to do it. I'm just acting on a word. Oh, man, man, I will tell you how, I can't, I couldn't even tell you how many times, I'm sure many believers in this room, how many times have you just gone off of a word from the Lord and that is the only thing You are clinging to through the difficult seasons of your life. God's God's brought me back many times like, hey, it's a difficult season. I have to go back and I have to cling to the word because his word is an anchor to my soul. And I'm clinging to this, God. That, God, I will do what you told me to do and I will praise you and I will trust you. And I'll keep praising you with a song. And I'm going to go to church, God, because you've told me to go to church. And I will speak your word over my circumstances. And I will be obedient to your word in my life. That's why Galatians 6 verse 9, don't be weary in doing good. For in due season we will reap if we will not faint. Right? Listen, when God laid out the plan for your life, he lined up the right people at the right time, the right scenarios, the right opportunities, and we don't know what's gonna happen right around the corner of our act of faith right now. I know you wanna see it so bad, so do I, but God hasn't given us privy to that because we're not God, that's another thing, and he is all-knowing, but he's calling you and I to trust him no matter what we see, even if the news is bad, even if it looks terrible, trust him beyond the next corner of your life. Amen. So what am I saying? Well, God already has your yeses planned out. How do you know? 2 Corinthians 1.20. From no matter how many promises God has made, they are what? Yes, in Christ. And through him, the what? Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Amen. God's yes and our yes together are powerful. Amen. Saying yes to him. Yes, yes. You have to knock on closed doors that don't open to get to the one that's ready to open. The end of one day is the beginning of a new day. The end of one chapter is the beginning of a new chapter. It's not the end of the story. It's a change in the story. It's a repositioning in the storm. Have you noticed the trees are changing color? Yes. 
there's nobody panicking. I, I didn't get it from you that anyone is upset. But rather, most people are talking about the beautiful fall colors. Why isn't somebody disturbed about the fact that the leaves are dying? Because we know it's supposed to happen. It's the natural process of the seasons, and it has to happen if the trees will blossom again. That you know by faith today, you're in a season, but it will not always be that way. That the leaves are dying for a reason so that a new season is yet to come. Only some of you in this room got freaked out this last week because of the snow. The white stuff fell, right? Also, what feels like a little thing is often the big thing when God's about ready to shift and change things. You know, there's a moment when a little thing feels like a big thing, and it's really, it's not really maybe a big thing to do. And we talk about incremental and small adjustments that create huge results like the disciples did. They cried out. They cried out. That small incremental adjustment caused Jesus to stop. It's in that moment you realize, you know, you know today as I speak, here on my side, there's a, there's a, there's a battery-powered microphone right here. And the battery makes it possible for my voice to travel to you. Then on your end, there's this possibility that through the work of the Holy Spirit, God will use something I say to give you direction in your life or clarity or peace and build your faith so that you will act in faith. And the fact that somebody put a battery in this headset may seem small, but it makes something big happen. It's the small incremental changes. Sometimes we're looking about, wow, I got to jump how far? No, God's just saying many times, if he tells you to make that huge jump, then you got to do it. But if it's just a small incremental, just realize that. Sometimes it's just a small incremental changes to get you to where God wants. Oftentimes it's a simple act. Oftentimes it's just an attitude shift on our part that sometimes, man, we don't think it will change. But, but you have to realize it comes in the small incremental moments of our life, the act of faith in your attitude can cause new things to shift and to come your way. What feels like a little thing is often the big thing. An act of faith in your conversation rather than talking about what's wrong, talk about what's right. And some of you say, well, that lacks faith. No, because biblical faith takes it all into account, the things and the bad things that are happening in our world, but repositions us by faith to God that he's going to pull it out and he's going to do a mighty thing. See, that's faith. You recognize the reality for what it is, but you don't stay there. You reshift and you reposition an act of faith, a shift in your life that our hope has been in this series that people would step out with acts of faith. He's calling you to do that. Some of you in this room where I've been speaking, the Holy Spirit's been telling you what your next act of faith should be. He's leading you, guiding you. Write it down so you don't forget it. See, some of you, uh, we've encouraged that some of you that are in this room, that there would be an act of faith for your life, that, that you would come and you would adopt our new campus, Abundant Life Clearbrook. And God has been speaking to people, but today, you know, after this service, we're providing lunch, and right in here, there's going to be a wonderful opportunity on our, our second meeting for our launch meeting, and Ben's going to be leading that, that uh, you're going to hear the heart of that again. And some of you, God has been stirring. We had quite a, a few numbers uh, last month that came and people that are excited, but God is speaking to some more of you to take the step of faith and to act in faith. Yeah, it's the same church. It's just another location. 
into another area that needs the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe it's been through this that you, God's been calling you to have more relationship, that you would step into a small group. Maybe it's serving on a team. Those are acts of faith. There's small, incremental. Maybe it's in your giving. Maybe it's today in just a few moments as we get ready to receive the heart for the house offering. God has been speaking to you on what you should give, and just as an act of faith, you're just going to do it. You're going to step out in faith, and you're going to do something you've never done before, and God is going to show up on your behalf when you act in faith. Amen? So let's not settle for less than all that God wants to give us. Let's, let's expect, as we do what God has called us to do, that we act in faith to, for God to show up in unlikely places. The season of waiting to end, a new season of life to begin, good things to happen faster than normal, new relationships to come into our life, old relationships, if it's God's will, to be refreshed in our lives. Let's expect God to do the miraculous, even if the wind is contrary. Even if the wind is against us, let's expect God to do something great. It's in those moments as an act of faith that you can cry out to God today, no matter where you're at, wherever you're at in your scenario and reposition yourself that the storm you're going through is a transitional storm to get you to the next place. That we are believing that and we, we, are, we are just believing God to pour out. See, see, there's something about that when we have just a common faith. See, everybody's got faith in something, right? If you're here today and you don't have faith in God, well, then you have faith in yourself or someone else or some other thing. But everybody's got faith in something because they get up every day and they put their faith in something. And they rely on that every single day. This is just common faith, like, yeah, that's going to be great, and we're hoping to do that, and that's going to be amazing. But then the Bible talks about uncommon faith where people are speaking out of the reality of that, hey, it's not here yet, but it's yet to come, and it's a new level of thinking, and it's a new level of faith that you're calling those things that are not as though they were in Jesus' name. See, that's uncommon faith, not just common faith. Everybody's got common faith. But where is the biblical uncommon faith that comes forward from the people of God that are not afraid to decree the word of the Lord even in the midst of the storm and even when it is contrary in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? So through this, we have had some uncommon faith that's happened, and I've asked Ben to come, and uh, he's going to share some things uh, on our new campus, some things that are coming together that we're so excited for before we receive the heart for the house offering, and as you know, Ben and Claire are going to be leading our new campus. Come on, would you give them a great big hand clap? So excited for them. Amen. And so I've asked Ben to share uh, a few stories on some uncommon faith that's happened from people even in our own midst that are already giving towards heart for the house. Yeah, this has been, it's been an amazing ride. It's been um, man, it, when you take that step of faith and you do that crazy thing that God calls you to do, you're going to see a lot of ups and downs. But the one thing that's always constant through that is Jesus, right? Amen. And so right. it's just been amazing to see what God is doing. Um, just even some of the stories that were, it's nothing but God. I was talking to somebody and they said that, um, it was about maybe a year, year and a half ago, that God had spoke to them in a prayer time and said, um, it looks like, mm. like your house is going to change. They said, they're like, what does that mean? I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. And then several months later, we announced that we were 
we're going to move in yeah. forward with launching Abundant Life Church Clearbrook. And immediately God put on her heart and said, yeah. that's exactly what he was saying. That mm. he would go, that she would go and be a part of that campus. Um, and she's going to be assisting us in the children's ministry there. Wow. And that's just that's, that's awesome. just one story. You know, I hear a story of um, there's Tress who is a teacher at Stonewall who who was part of a little group of, of, of teachers who've been praying yeah. for this school that we're going into for years, asking that Jesus would bring in a church that would be able to serve the community and be able to serve the students there. Yeah. I mean, Amen. That's awesome. it's it's crazy because sometimes you feel like mm. um, you're stepping out in faith and you're, you're going to just do it alone. But God is always there. And yeah. it's incredible to see the things that he's laid before you even said yes to him. Yeah. That if you were just to step into it, he had already planned a lot of it out. And it's, right. it's just incredible. I mean, but even tangibly, there's been things... Um, there was a couple who gave us a full studio drum set. They said, God, I have this, and God told me that this I want this to be used for God's kingdom. And so we have Amen. an amazing, amazing drum set Amen. that's already Hallelujah. going over that's there. Awesome. Which, hey, when you're playing in a church, every dollar counts. <laughs> Come on. But then... Um, but just then, even just to continue to hear stories of mm. how people, they're like, I don't know how, what, how we're going to make uh, a heart for the house offering. And they're praying and asked God for an amount. And then they took a look at their finances and um, went back and just said, you know, as they sorted through stuff, they're like, that was the exact amount God asked me to give. Wow, that's cool. And one last story is um, we, you know, we've gone through a consultation process of, hey, what are we going to need to make this campus happen? And... And, you know, there's a long list of things. And then all of a sudden now it's like, okay, part of that was a trailer. And it was um, a 20-foot trailer has three axles. It can carry up to three tons in it. Yeah. I mean, so this is like a trailer. Like it's a real trailer. Um, <laughs> but it left us with another need. It was a, a vehicle that could tow it. And so um, I, was, I was like, man, I just need to make some calls. I'm like, I'm, I was online. I was cars.com or whatever it was, like do, doing some research. Like, man, what does that even run in the ballpark of? And so I, I called my dad up and I was like, hey, dad. I was like, I don't own a truck. I'm looking at all these numbers. I see like, ooh, a Hemi, five liter, like all these <laughs> things. I was like, every liter you had, it seems like you had a lot of money onto it. What do I need? And um, it was it was just crazy. I called him and I, as and as I talked to him, he was like, son, like, about it. I've been saving up for a while for a new truck, and awesome. God told me months ago that I should give you guys at the church the Yukon, which will be able to pull that. Wow. Come on, right? So never underestimate what God is going to do. Amen. Amen. He, Amen. He's already going before you. He's going before us as a church, and he is making it happen. There's countless other stories I could sit up here forever and just talk about yeah. the things God is doing. But um, but one thing I do know is that God is is on the move and he's He's with us. Amen. He's reminded me of that of every day. Amen. It's an act of faith today. We're just believing God for the very best and and uh, just uncommon faith that would happen. And and uh, I, I want to, this last point that I have, I want to make sure I hit, that is God always hits a moving target. I want you to know that. While people were moving in the New Testament, the miracle happened in the movement. It wasn't just, no, it's why the, the man needed his withered hand restored that Jesus said, put out your withered hand. And as he was putting out his withered hand, he was healed. 
See, there's a portion on our part. There's a portion on God's part. Come and dip in this pool. Come on, get, get yourself in here, and then I will touch you. This is, this is both of us in agreement that with God's word today, we're stepping out in faith, believing as we give today, and it's been amazing first service as well, kids bringing their banks over to the, the uh, kids' ministry, and uh, it's going to be an amazing time. That I know they've been given. We had one uh, boy give it in the, our first service, but also we had a... Um, yeah. Uh, share with us about the story. Yeah, there was a family who sent us a text just saying, hey, look what happened this week. And so they were uh, kind enough to allow us to use it, but they took a video. So I'd love for us to check it out on the screens here. Lucy, what, what are you collecting money for? A new church. Why? Because I need to buy a new one because some, some people don't have a church near them. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. She caught it. Yeah. She got the heart of it. Exactly That's right. right. So our kids are giving today. They're participating. And thank you for allowing them to clean out your change and all that. Thank you for that. And today, so those of us who are here that I'm just going to ask you, would you just respond to the Lord as an act of faith? And, and you can give mobile as well on our mobile, our app. You can just do the click down. It has uh, heart for the house. You can just go down to that pick that, choose that. As you give, you can do it that way. You can write a check. But what we're going to do is we're going to pray, and then these bins are up here in front of us, and uh, we're going to ask you to come as after we pray and as the worship team, as we worship the Lord together. You just come as an act of faith, and you just leave. You would leave that amount that God has put in your heart as an act of faith, that it would stretch us together, and we're so excited for this moment. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment, Lord, that we get to come and act in faith, Lord Jesus, and do what you have called us to do. That, God, I pray for uncommon faith to rise up within this church in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that, Lord, we would be obedient to who you are and be obedient to the word you've spoken into our heart on the amount to give. Father, I thank you. You've been doing that for the last couple of months, and many people have already started giving. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, as we are believing for $150,000 to be able to put it into this campus in Clearbrook, God, that I believe that you are on the throne today, Lord, and you're going to take this money and you're going to multiply it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we can come and we come today with a cheerful heart because God, you remind us you love cheerful givers and we are excited for this moment to be able to release this seed, Lord God, that will go and produce a crop of righteousness in the name of Jesus. Father, that will touch that area, that will minister to that Clearbrook-Stevenson area, God, that lives will be changed, that the light of the Son of Jesus would shine forth into the darkened areas for homes and children and, and, and young people and adults, Lord, and young adults, Lord, that would find their way. Those that are groping in the darkness would find you as the true light of the world, Lord God. We pray this as we come and we come to release it in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people said, amen and amen.